grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto each and every one of you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text tonight is from the Gospel reading. We focus especially on these words. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. So forth. There's one word in the gospel for tonight that especially demands our attention. One word that Matthew uses to focus us on the hope that comes to us in the Son of God being born into our world. One word that directs us to God keeping his promises to send a Savior, a Messiah, to all mankind. That word is behold. Behold! It calls us to pay attention. It says, look here. Look here. And see how God reveals salvation to all of us. Not born, not born of the bloodline of Abraham. In this way, we are reminded that Jesus did not come to save only kings and princes. He came for us, Jew and Gentile alike. And God revealed the Savior to the Gentiles in a most unexpected way. A star. A star that did not follow the natural order of stars in the heavens. A star appeared to the Magi. And after they had traveled to the capital of Jerusalem and talked to King Herod, behold, again, behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them. Until it came to rest over the place where the child was. This light from heaven led them to the exact spot where they would see their Savior, where God would reveal salvation from sin, death, and the devil to them. Now, it's very important to recognize that these wise men, these magi, were not kings or noblemen. They were not even scholars on a philosophical journey seeking the truth. They were Gentiles, just like us. They were servants of rulers who oppressed God's people, Israel. They were trained in the magic arts and supernatural powers. That is, they looked to the stars and the planets 
for signs of how they should advise their employers. Remember, they worked for pagan kings, which means they were sinners, dead in their sins and trespasses, and needing hope and salvation. Yes, the wise men, the Magi, were sinners. In this way, they were just like you and just like me. After all, we confess that by nature we are spiritually dead, blind and enemies of God. We make that confession in the third article of the Apostles' Creed, the explanation, I believe that I cannot by my own resource strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to Him. You ever thought of those words? What we're really saying is, I believe that I cannot believe on my own. So without God intervening in my life and revealing His promises to me, I will look for hope and salvation on my own. It's so easy for us. You might say it's natural for our old Adam, our sinful nature, to be like the Magi, to look here to the heavens for signs in the stars or wonders in the supernatural and develop our own God, small g, and our own gospel. It's so easy for us to look here at our own good works, thinking that because I'm not as bad as some or because I'm more pious than others, God's going to reward me with eternal life. It's so easy for us to look here at the heart, at my desires, and my happiness, and then justify divine God and His wisdom revealed to us in His Ten Commandments, and his, even His wisdom revealed to us in natural law. It's so easy for us to look here to the wisdom of our rulers and their congenial words or the wisdom of the world that seeks complete autonomy, independence from God. The truth is that apart from the gospel being revealed to us through faith, we would surely die. We would surely die by the hand of our own idols. Apart from Jesus breaking into our world and into our sin and revealing the mercy of God, you and I would be left with an empty hope. An empty hope that might give comfort for today, but it has no forgiveness and no hope for eternity. An empty 
So where is hope? Dr. Luke wrote, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But Luther didn't stop there. He revealed hope by drawing us back to the work of the Holy Spirit. Luther goes on, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel. Enlighten me with his gifts. Sanctify and kept me in the true faith. Did you hear that? God, Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, our loving and merciful Father, has broken into our world of sin and death and revealed to us the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news of our Savior. You know, the one born in Bethlehem. So humbly. The one who lived, grew to live a perfect life. The one who died on the cross for your sins. The one who rose from the dead for our forgiveness, life, and salvation. Yes, our God reveals to us, reveals to all people, red, brown, yellow, black, and white, a Savior. Those first Gentiles, Magi, God revealed the Savior by leading them with a star. He reveals the Savior in His holy word. The gospel that is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. He reveals the Savior through the prophets of old, like Isaiah, who said, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And who is that light that was coming? Jesus Christ. Who, when he walked this earth, said, What? I am the light of the world. In him, we who are in the darkness of sin have light, forgiveness, God's unconditional love, and the promise of an eternal home in heaven, not built by human. Yes, on this epiphany, we remember that we have a God who reveals salvation to us, reveals it, brings it to us in His Son, Jesus, the baby in the manger, the Savior dying on the cross, the Savior who comes to us through the Word, proclaimed by the pastor, in the holy absolution. That's not a pastor speaking. That's the Heavenly Father speaking through the pastor. I forgive you all your sins. Fulfilling his promise. If you confess your sins, why? God is faithful and just. will forgive you your sins. Cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Pethy is about God revealing himself to us. He does it in the word and sacraments. means of grace. In baptism, 
God comes to us in simple water combined with the Word, washes away our sins, unites us with Christ in His death and resurrection, gives us with His Holy Spirit and the Spirit given faith that we might live new lives, not not giving to the temptations of our sinful world and our sinful and flesh. And the sin, saying no to sin and saying yes, yes to Jesus. Living for Him. And God reveals and comes to us with forgiveness right here at this table. Simple bread, simple wine. Jesus says, this is my body, this is my blood, given and shed for you, for the forgiveness of your sins, for the promise of everlasting life, for the promise of salvation. We started a new year, didn't we? Who knows what the year will hold? None of us, but God does. He holds the future our future in his hands. We can have hope. Because the God holds the future in our hands is the same God who has revealed to us in Jesus Christ forgiveness, life, and salvation. If you have a health problem, if you're undergoing surgery, if you're facing a lot of uncertainty in your life, know this. Your God has revealed himself as a loving God, a forgiving God, a saving God in Jesus Christ. In the star, in the word, in the sacraments, you can taste and see that your God is good. In your God you have forgiveness and the certainty of eternal life so that you can give glory to God. And share the good news of salvation within Jesus, with everyone you meet throughout this new year. May God grant it for Jesus' sake in your life and mine. Amen. And now may the peace of God that surpasses human understanding guard your hearts and your minds. Faith in Christ Jesus our Savior unto life everlasting.